Previously on Finish It, Who Killed Harlow Thromby. Inspector Prufrock, you say with satisfaction. If you have a moment, I'll be glad to tell you exactly how Harlow Thromby was murdered. The end. Okay, wait. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the point. I have a friend I don't like anymore, Keen says. Dr. Robert Lipscomb. He hired <gasps> me to do a job for him and then decided to take care of it himself. Now he and his girlfriend are coming into a lot of money for knocking off her uncle. What? Okay, he gave it away there. <laughs> yeah, he got a bit. Soon afterward, you receive a letter from Jane Thromby. It is a note of thanks for solving the Harlow Thromby murder case. And with what? it is a check for $5,000. That's like $50,000 in... Kid money? No, no, no. In like 19... 19- <laughs> 80. I didn't even think about that. It's seven billion dollars in kid money. I mean, that's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a blank check it's in kid money. money. <laughs> hey, it got really dark. Whoa, are you making it spooky just for me? Ooh, spooky Halloween lights. Only I can see that. <laughs> spooky for Halloween. The lights are Nothing. orange and purple and red and green. Uh, they're and really good. I'm really impressed. In the future, people will, people will develop the technology to take the audio from podcasts of the past mm-hmm. and create video of the two white guys doing the podcast. <laughs> So you can see the cool spooky lights yeah. on there. So people in the future can be like, that's what a white guy looks like? <laughs> that's like an idyllic future. That's good. Come on, say your Thanks. thing. Okay. Hi, I'm Ghostly McSpooks a Bunch. And I'm Werewolf's Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolf's Monster. Is that accurate? Is that how you spell that? No, no, because Werewolf was the doctor. And he created the monster. Oh, Dr. Werewolf's Monster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right the big lizard thing yeah um everybody calls him werewolf. oh welcome <laughs> welcome to a very halloweenish finish it oh podcast. it's a completionist choose your own adventure <laughs> podcast <laughs> every page every ending every book everybody get pumped to power down candy like your six oh. years old a spooky Halloween sound effect. Did it scare you? Did you get spooked by the ghosts? I can't. Okay, so we're recording this, and we are on the Skype, and so I can see your face, but we have the things that block the the, the plosives. Sure. Covering so our I cannot mouths. see your mouth. So I assumed you were making that sound with your mouth, and I did not think you were being spooky, and I thought it was inappropriate for no, this family-friendly podcast. It's a spooky well, ghost. I think it could, is very clearly It a made me ghost. very uncomfortable if that's what you were going for. Well, that's what Halloween can do to you, Matt. That's what Halloween's all about. How spooky is it over there? Is it spooky over in New York right now? Spooky spot? Yeah, it's pretty spooky over here. Got, got pretty chill. I, I already mentioned that on the previous podcast. It's embarrassing. But it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty spooky. We have some spooky stuff up in our front windows. So people oh, walking nice. by are spooked by my orange and purple dangling people. lights. We got a couple of ghosts. Oh, uh, spooky meter is off the charts. That's right. Fader has done some uh, uh, some spooky Halloween Legos that are uh, almost visible oh, in the window. Spooky and good for hand-eye coordination. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, pretty spooky. How about over there? It's pretty spooky over there. I'm seeing the, the, the lights. Yeah, well, I did these spooky lights just for you. 
Well, I'm really enjoying them. I feel like the spookiness of it will carry through into the audio somehow. Um, I think it's yeah. You're setting the scene. You're you're setting a mood for everybody. Yeah, and that'll inform. Wait, are we recording jokes. the podcast? Nobody wants to listen to this. this. Is horrible. What do you mean? Oh no, I'm just kidding. I mean horrible. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is unlistenable. <laughs> um, yeah. So happy Halloween! This Halloween week, everybody. We're hoping that you're ha- getting all ready for the festivities. And that you're going right. to get just a lot of candy. Just because Halloween is on a Wednesday, it doesn't mean you cannot celebrate. And that's going out to all of my friends who have to go to work on Thursday. And I don't. And they should step it up and take Thursday off so we can go do karaoke and costumes, which I want to do on Wednesday night. Are you and speaking specifically to your friends? Yeah, I, like, I hope. I, I think a couple of them are listening. Also, I haven't, I haven't exactly invited everybody. Well... If you don't so I would consider if if anybody's listening, I would consider this an invitation. Wow, wouldn't that be fun, you guys? So that's also, I'll, so if people are I'll like, oh, why didn't you invite me to your Halloween thing? You'd be like, oh, I guess you don't listen to my podcast. Boom, that's kind of messed up. Boom, it's a well, Halloween cool. trick, <laughs> courtesy of it's Matt. A Halloween gotcha. <laughs> so let's blast off some spooks. I feel like Who Killed Harder Lothrombi is the perfect book. For this season, I couldn't agree more. Um, in fact, I've put together. Um, uh, should we? We're jumping into a segment. I feel like yeah. this is a natural segue that I kind of ruined just then. Um, <laughs> so for for the season, it is the day before Halloween. It's Halloween. Um, Halloween. No, Ean is evening. Halloween. Halloween. That's what Halloween. Martin. So uh, I I assume that there are people prepping their finish it podcast themed Halloween parties. Oh, and costumes. So I wanted to, yeah, well, no cost. Oh, yeah, co- obviously costumes. There's so many amazing options, but I wanted to help out. I figured people aren't going to have any trouble making up costume ideas, so I came up with some ideas for for party games to entertain your friends. Okay. Um, and you know they'll all be into it because I, I, obviously they're going to catch the references okay um, but i did do a, a little jangle if you want to play a little halloween jangle get us in the mood for some spooky fun here it goes it's a finish it halloween and spooky sounds set the scene so spooky friends can have some spooky fun no scream for me scream <laughs> Happy early Halloween from the Finish It Podcast. Wow, what a spooky song. I can add that to my playlist of Halloween music because it's just spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's almost just screaming, spooky. which is one of the spookiest sounds. Yeah, I was. I noticed that that's mostly the thing you want is a lot of spooking. So, or screaming for your spooking. <laughs> screaming for your spooking. <laughs> don't keep your screams so here, in my here are some. Here are some. Let me just run out. The real, I don't want to take a lot of time, but sure. here are some real fun ideas for games and things you can do with your friends. For a finish um, it themed Halloween party. Halloween party. Got Thank it. you. Okay. Um, number one, I think the one that's already jumping to everybody's mind mm-hmm. is putting together a murder mystery dinner based on... On Harlow Thrombi. Of course. Harlow, who killed The murder Harlow of who Thrombi. killed Harlow Thrombi. 
the murder. <laughs> yes. So you, what you're gonna want to do is make. You know, it depends on how many people you have. Sure. But you want little place cards for everybody. Oh, Each yeah. person is a character from the book, including Harlow Thrombey. Uh oh, someone's got to so be you, the body. That's right. So everybody gets uh, their information they need, like who dies when, who goes here, there, who, uh, what time things happen, because that's all obviously uh, explained very clearly. Yeah. In tremendous detail, over and over and over in the book, and there's no excuse to not have it memorized at this point. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, you just let it play out and all your friends would be like, wow, how'd you come up with this incredible murder mystery? And they'll be like, it was Matt's idea. It was Matt's idea. No, it wasn't Matt's idea. It was from a book. And oh you yeah. Right. Yep. Read the book. And then if you want to hear guys tell that story a bunch of times, actually, maybe this is, maybe don't, maybe, maybe skip the murder mystery dinner, but you could do the murder mystery dinner if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. It'd be fun. That could be a good time. Fun time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done a murder mystery dinner? I've never have. I'm I'm too uh, shy. I want to do I want to do one, but I'm holding out for like a really good one. I want to do one in like an old castle or like an old abandoned yeah. mansion or something. Like, look, we were just talking about the Star Wars part of the Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they got a whole hotel where like you you got to be Star Wars people or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do a murder, murder mystery. mystery there. Yeah. Do Star Wars murder mystery. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. That's how you do it. Or or to finish it themed. It's still you could do finish it theme. Yeah, you could do a finish it theme murder mystery at Star Wars theme park. I think people are looking for something different. <laughs> Can't do Star Wars all the time. Another really. Wait, I'm gonna fun give that one thing. a rating. Oh yeah, yeah. What what's the rating on that? I'm gonna give that one a. <laughs> out of ten. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I was going to ask 10 what, but that's, I don't think I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Another fun thing that people do at their Halloween parties is bobbing for apples. Oh, sure. So what I am proposing is an updated and themed version, mm-hmm. which I call Dr. Robert Lipscombing for apples. Do- Dr. Robert Lipscombing for apples. It's hard. It's hard to say. It is. It's a little tricky. Uh, but it's classy, just like Dr. Robert Lipscomb himself. It's a classy version. It's not apples in water, you guys. Oh, okay. What you're bobbing for, what you're going to want to do is get um, a, a crate of champagne. Oh, yeah. And fill up your large tub with that and then throw raspberries in there. Is that Lipscomb style? So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a classy guy, so he's definitely going to be bobbing for raspberries that are floating around in, in champagne. champagne. Do you just eat them? Do you have to like pull them up and show them to somebody, or can you just chomp them? You show them off, and because like they're they're small, right? Yeah. So you're you're going to want to try to get as many as you can. So you got a big mouthful of raspberries. You do a big raspberry smile. Yeah, in a classy way, if you can manage it. That sounds horrible. And that th- sounds really really horrible. It sounds like it would be a bad smell. I I think. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a big bloody gross smile, which is perfect for a spooky <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> That's fair. Here's a here's an alternate version of that. Uh, if you want to go Angela ing for olives. Oh no! This is you fill that bucket up with vodka. Okay. <laughs> as cold as you can get it, and then just throw olives in there. Now the fun part about this here's, what if the is okay, that I, olives sorry, don't float. Can I ask a question? <laughs> olives don't float. Okay, and vodka does not feel great on the eyes. So no, going that, down I was going to get into. I was I was going to mention that it's going to definitely hurt your eyes. So you want to yeah. really keep them close tight. It's also going to if it gets in the nose, that's a porous membrane in there. That's going to be very very painful. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's just terrible terrible for your skin. That's going to dry you out really bad. It will dry you out. So you want to follow it up with chart welling. Oh no! Why for are there vanilla so beans? Many? <laughs> 
So this is a, this is a classy little a uh, little not too just a, a shallow tray of facial moisturizing cream with vanilla beans in it. <laughs> and after you after you jam your whole head down to the bottom of a bucket of vodka to get an olive or two, you're gonna want to press your face into the moisturizing cream and just see how many vanilla beans are stuck to it when you come back out. This is also if you get any of the moisturizing cream in your eye, it's gonna soothe that vodka burn. Why is that Chartwell? Why is that a Chartwell thing? Because he's got that smooth, smooth okay. skin. Okay. If you touch it, your finger goes right through his whole face. Okay, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna Which give is your, your whole, favorite of those three. I'm gonna give oh, your whole, whole. I'm gonna give the whole bobbing suite a rating. Yeah. <laughs> bobbing suite. Your bobbing suite gets a <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think you'll like the last uh, the last one because it's very short. I hope so because this party sounds like an absolute nightmare. Not a nightmare. Hey, it's an absolute but a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> oh, you were pretty clear about that not yeah. being the case. Um. So this is a simple one. You go to well. Okay, it's a simple one if you know of, of a store nearby where you can get a pinata. Yes. Check. Okay, so then you get a pinata that's any boy or man shape. Okay. Right? It doesn't really matter. It could be like a, a, a President Trump pinata. That's kind of funny. Or a president, or, you know, whoever that you don't like. But because the point is, you're going to take a towel and you're going to just wrap it completely around the pinata's <laughs> head. <laughs> so it doesn't matter who it is. Sure, this sure. is this is your, pin, your boy pinata <laughs> with a towel around its head. If you want to go the extra mile and strap it to a chair while it's hanging there, that's great. Sure. Um, and then fill it not with candy, Mm-mm. but with those teeny tiny magnifying glasses yeah. that they used to give you for free yep. at like libraries or something. Where did people give you those things for free? Do you remember? Libraries, because books used to be so small. <laughs> that's correct. Mm-hmm. And if you needed to find a book, you're going to need that magnifying You get them glass. in science classes or whatever, elementary school when you do a science thing. That's right. They're still around. I see them every once in a while. That I have a kid. I've started seeing them again. That's hilarious. Yeah, they are still out in the world. We just haven't seen them in a really long time. They've gone from being a thing that you're like, hey, neat, to being a thing you're like, that still exists, and I need to make sure my daughter doesn't swallow that. <laughs> so those are some fun ideas. I got to give that one a rating. Oh, yeah, please. That one is less. feels less dangerous by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad? I think I'll give it a... Out of ten, that was a werewolf transforming back into a witch. <laughs> back into a witch. That's right. Werewitch. Uh, that, sounds, um, that sounds all right. Those sound like some interesting party games that might get me to stay nice. at the party a little bit longer just because I'm curious. Yeah, sure, sure. It's probably you want to see it. what's under that towel, probably, but you never get to find out. <laughs> you never get to find. You get distracted out. by the blinding <laughs> flashes of the magnifying glasses as they fall through the sky. Um, so that's for our Harlow Thrombi loving friends. If you're if you're still stuck on Cave of Time like some of us are, oh yeah, I'll be putting up a couple of files on. I think on SoundCloud by Tuesday. I uh, they might be too long, so I have to find it. If they're too long, they'll go up on YouTube or something. We'll have links. But in the uh, I'm a big fan of, of Halloween CDs and stuff where it's like oh, spooky yeah. sounds, like ambi- ambiance of like a haunted house or something. I love that. So I that. put together a couple of those. One of them is um, called You Are Lost in the Cave of Time and is simply ambient noise. You're standing in the cave of time. You hear spooky stuff come from other times and you listen to it. It's about 15 minutes long so you can... Okay, here's a little, here's a little sample. This is so it, you right? see you got some... 
You got some spooky music, you got some ambient, and then what's happening? What's happening? Oh, it's so spooky. I love these things. Huh? We're in another place in time, it what? seems. <gasps> oh, We're dinosaur could it times, be dinosaurs? <laughs> this is really doing it for me, Matt. Yeah, so that's kind of how it goes. But then it has to go to other times, too. <gasps> yeah, all over time. Oh, so just be. We could put it on YouTube if it doesn't. Yeah, so some of it is just going to be spooky sounds like this. Oh, but then that time hole is closing, and then maybe something else will open up. We're back you in never the cave. Know. And we're just walking through the cave, looking around. Everything seems yeah, just, normal. Seems spooky. <gasps> What's that sound? My god, it's truly unbelievable. She's sinking. The Titanic oh, I is see. actually I see. sinking. Oh, right now, yeah. Good lord. She's tearing right in two. Oh man, that is spooky. Lead cellist yeah, on the Titanic. There's but one thing I can do now. <gasps> Women and children first, as they say. Let us play one last song, old friend. Stressful situation. I can see having a hard time focusing. Okay, you've got to be kidding. How many times have I played this stupid suck? Well, just get it off you go. I'm getting in a lifeboat. Probably yeah, float on a cello. So that's um, that's the kind of things you can expect 15 minutes of in this. That's fantastic. And that fire. The other minutes one of is, that um, kind of. I'm sorry. That's correct. I mean, there's a bigger space between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I cannot wait. But there's there's that. a nice chunk of, of creepy business, and I'll put up a list somewhere where uh, on the site where you can see what the because some of them is hard to tell. Like the future bugs, it's a little hard to tell if you don't know it's future bugs. Well, you got to be a diehard fan. Yeah, that's right. That sounds fantastic. I um, will be playing that at my Halloween party. All right, what's the other? Oh, one? Oh, excellent. The other one is more of a story. It's less of an. It's it's still an ambiance thing but you get the whole story what happened to that poor kid on boy island after really? we left him oh really um then that's not it's not as long it's only like 12 minutes long but you get uh, some pretty creepy stuff happens to that poor kid and here's here's a segment where he meets some some creepy some creepy people after drinking a lot of ocean water oh oh seagulls holy camoli i must be drifting closer to land Closer to land? <laughs> what are you, the world's biggest thing gone? Hey man, that's not cool. Hey, wait a minute, seagulls can't talk. Oh, really? I hope boy, ain't buddy, nobody talk. We can't talk, apparently. You're just like the dumbest kid in the world. Hey man, why are you being so mean to me? I'm like trapped on an island and stuff. That's not cool. Kid, I don't know what to tell you. You're hallucinating. You drink too much salt water. And the fact that I'm telling you this means you knew it all along. Ah! I mean, what kind of idiot drinks salt water? They know they're going to go nuts. Go nuts? Do you think I'm going to go crazy? Crazy? Ah! Nah, I bet you'll be fine. Hey, why don't you eat your fingers? Yeah. What? Hey, eat your fingers. Why 
I'm not gonna Hey, quit saying it. I'm not gonna eat my fingers. You guys are weird. You guys need to stop talking. Stop Okay, um, that's probably pretty normal. But the basic thing I would have to do, basically, anybody who was not crazy and we were on a island and was stressed out, and uh, you know, I think I'm fine. Uh, huh, it's getting really cold out here, uh, but that's okay. And uh, oh boy, yeah, this is a pretty weird island. <laughs> wow. And on and on it goes, and on and on it goes. Yikes. So entertain your your friends, your your finish it podcast friends at your finish it podcast theme. How many Halloween minutes party. is the Boy Island one? Twelve. Not quite twelve. Wow. Fun okay, times. everybody, now you have everything you need to have a finish it themed Halloween party. So That's right. Get started. You got a day to plan it. We Should want we to see those this? pictures on Instagram and Twitter. Tag Hashtag us. finish it hash, podcast hash costume cast. party for Halloween. <laughs> That's the hashtag. It's already blown up. Don't miss the oven. I mean the train. <laughs> the train oven train. Here comes the oven train rolling in hot. What did what the spookiest thing to do on this episode be to just never quite get to the read? Would that be the spookiest choice? I think no. I think that would be <laughs> All right. I ooh, no. Yeah. Oh boy. I I think we were already doing it, which is and I can't stop stuttering, so I don't know. I guess we're never gonna get to the read. We can do it. I believe in us. Okay. All right. Is it time? Page one is some kind of stupid warning. Page two, first paragraph. <laughs> It's been just a year since the robber climbed in your Aunt Marinda's bedroom window at two o'clock in the morning. Get out, she screamed at him, and that's just what he did, taking her pearl necklace with him. Backstory achieved. Magnifying glass purchased. (laughs) World set up. Get ready. Ring, ring, ring. Thrombi wants to talk to you. He thinks his life is in danger. Page five. You ask him why. Let's just, just, I want to... Just for people joining us today. Oh, woof. <laughs> You're a small boy called by a millionaire to protect him from his wife. He doesn't want to tell you anymore. He wants you to come to his house, which is totally okay. a normal thing for a boy, for an old man to call and ask a boy to do. Yeah, back in the 80s, all boys got these kinds of calls. We had a code and word, though. They would have to use the code word. Yeah, the code word was trampoline. And what it meant was is it? they were the kind of millionaire who had a trampoline in their house. <laughs> And if they had a trampoline, you just went. You didn't ask questions. There's no questions because trampoline. Trampoline time. So the choice is, do you uh, go to his house or do you say you can't come this afternoon because you're a big shot? What'd you do, man? I'm a big shot. I couldn't make it. Again? That's right. But there's stuff that we have to do. I know. I'm cleaning up some little bits. But you you could have done that and gone to the house. No, I I just couldn't do it tonight. I didn't have enough time. (laughs) I left my read to a little late, so I took the quick. I, you I made took the two fifteen-minute-long, finish it themed Halloween. It took me all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I had stuff to do today. Okay. All right. Well, take me on your uh, certainly short okay. and uninspiring journey. So this is this is very much like my last uh, journey. So I will try to move through quickly. I feel like I'm a bookshoe, 
and my partner is like <laughs> five days from retirement. He's like phoning no. in, not following no, no, up no. any leads. <laughs> no, you're you're you are Doctor Watson, and I am Sherlock Holmes, and I am I am all the way at the end of the crime, and you're still puddling around at the at the Thromby Mansion. No, I see what you're saying though. You're right. <laughs> I'll get to it. I want to clean up a bit. Oh, you clean so, up a okay. bit. So I did not go to the Thrombi Mansion. The next morning, I'm up early thinking about Thrombi, where where he is, who he is <laughs> who with, he is what with, he has been what doing. He's been doing. <laughs> I get a phone call. It's from his lawyer, John McKee. He says, have you heard the news? And as a small boy, I had not. Um, so Mr. Thrombi had informed him to call me if anything happened to him. It has happened to him. He has been poisoned and Ugh. murdered. Uh, so he gives me some information about how things went down, which we're not going to get into because we're going to get into it again soon enough. Um, so I'm shocked by the news and I say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to solve this murder. Yeah. Uh, so my choice is, I know Inspector Proofrock, goofy old Inspector Proofrock is probably in charge of the case. So my options are, do I go talk to him Yeah. or do I go straight to the Thromby mansion to take a peek around? I choose to go talk to Proof Rock. Yeah, um, nice choice. Because I'm up to a specific thing. So I'm off to Proof Rock's office. There he is, sitting there, thinking he's cool. With all his um, headshots of his favorite criminals. He's like, these are the most famous criminals, and I have pictures, just in case. <laughs> all of them in jail, clearly, from these mugshots. <laughs> so he solved the crime, he says, sarcastic. Hey, you know, thanks for coming over, he says, but he solved the crime. He's pretty sure his wife, uh, Thromby's wife, Jane, did it. And he's just going to get her in for a confession. And you're like, yeah, sure, okay, okay, buddy. I just want to take a peek myself. So he gives you a copy of the police report, which yep. runs everything down. The Should I go timeline. through that? No, no, no. We already know it. You can refer to okay, an earlier so, episode. <clears throat> yeah, refer to the previous episode. Yeah. At time code, meme or meme. Can you edit that in? Or is that like, you don't want to go back and listen to it? Yeah, yeah. I'll cut out the weird noise you just made and I'll edit in the time code. Memer, memer, memer. Yeah, don't worry. I'll cut all that out. Oh, you don't need the noise, I guess. Nope. We cut that. Cut it out again. Doesn't when matter. I did I'll it cut it out. Time. That's no problem. Okay, great. Memer. So you you go you got the report and you're like excellent. Uh, you head back home and you find a a strange note has been slipped under your door. Uh oh. And you assume it's for you, the boy of the house, <laughs> which <laughs> it actually is, That's I guess. Really it's as if point. you want to find out who murdered Harlow Thromby, go to the White Horse Inn and ask for a man named Falcon. Maybe it was for My somebody else. Do you now. think like your mom or your dad is a is a private detective? We don't, like, yeah, maybe. And like that was Does this kid have a mom? Else? You know, I've been assuming he lives with his aunt this whole time. Aunt Miranda. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that makes Does sense. He? Yeah, it makes sense. That's why Does it say that? No, but that's well, that's kind of what you imply from the first from that first page, and from the fact Man, that there's mind not blown. any real supervision. Yeah, this kid just does what he wants. His aunt Miranda is a sock puppet that he uses <laughs> to answer the phone. <laughs> I like the idea that like his parents were actually murdered in some like really mysterious, horrible crime, <laughs> but what did it? But what really inspired him to be a detective was. When the burglar stole those that pearl necklace and left the beer right. bottle. <laughs> or it's opposite psycho and he's just pretending to be his aunt so that he can solve crimes. Yeah, yeah. His aunt's dead body is somewhere. He had nothing to do with it. He's working <laughs> on that one. All right, so look, my options are, do I go check the police records for a man named Falcon? Or do I head to the White Horse Inn and ask around? You want to try it again, man? Why? What? A man named what? Did I say Falcon? Yeah. I'm watching too much Voltron is what I think is sure. going on. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Voltron. <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> there we go. 
Valk doesn't Valken sound better though? It sounds way better, but it definitely sounds like a, a character from a sci-fi movie <laughs> in the eighties. <laughs> I guess if it makes the person you're talking to make a face like what? Then you you're blowing the conversation. You should just pronounce it correctly. You'll never you'll never beat my time in the laser races, Valken. <laughs> I'm the fastest it's laser racer. Fal- <laughs> All right, I get it. So I decide to go to the White Horse Inn and ask around for a man named Falcon. It's more right. And they're like, you mean Falcon? I'm like, I don't. I promise I don't. Did you All right, him? so I find the waitress. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I know that guy. If the table there is free, he, he sits there. Uh, and he's, he's around just about every day. Hang out, and he'll be by for lunch. And you're like, okay, great. So my options are, I do I hang I can. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm just taking care of business. That's right. Do I hang out and wait for him to show up? Yeah. Or do I try to track him down in his office? I'm no goof. Track him down in his office. Oh, no, I did the other one. No, don't even. No, just kidding. I'm off to his office. Off to his office. Off to his office. So I track him down by looking up jukeboxes, because the waitress tips me off that the guy sells jukeboxes or rents them, actually, which is... And you Smart. find like the Eagle Jukebox Company or something, Eagle right? Jukebox Company, yep. right? And you're like, ah, oh, that's a guy with the nose that looks like a bird beak mm-hmm. that everybody calls Val Falcon. People need to learn their bird faces. Yeah, bird beaks. Like, uh, it, like his nose looks like a specific one, and nobody can agree. Get yourself that bird faces of North America. The Audubon <laughs> puts out a good one. <laughs> it's like uh, I have the calendar of the the um, the 2000. I haven't obviously put it up yet, but it's 2019 hottest beaks and it's just close shots of beaks i got that too but it had like i found i thought a few of them had some face in there and that's not why yeah I there's it. I don't always gonna face. be a little face it's too much yeah. face i just want the beak I, yeah one of them may maybe i i just i flipped through it several times but <laughs> um, i think has an eyeball and i was like okay that's where you lose me yeah come on Come on. So I tore that one out. So I'm going to have to find something to do for April. May, I just scratched over the eyeball with a, an X, like with a pen. Oh, smart. Like over and over and over and over and over and over and over, over till the page wore out. You know what I should have done is wait for a, wait for that month to come around and then yeah. just cut the beak off the one before and paste it over the eyeball. <laughs> yeah, double beaks. Yeah, I don't Two know. Beaks. I mean, I wish there were birds like that that had just beaks instead of eyes and then a big beak for a mouth. Maybe beaks That's instead a, of know, wings. That'd be all right. <laughs> Genetic engineering seems to me we can make a bird that's all beaks, no wings, no legs, just beaks everywhere, and just click, click, click we around. We should save this for our other podcast. <clears throat> beaks, beaks, beaks. Beak, Beakman's world. <laughs> With the beaks beak man's world. <laughs> it's a beak man's world. <laughs> okay, so here I am, and I'm talking to this guy. His name, as it turns out, is not Falcon or Hawk or Eagle. His name is John Keen. He's yeah. a tough-looking dude with a birdie nose. So he says, let's get to the point here. Let's get to the point. Yeah. Thrombie's dead. He can't pay you anymore. You're looking for a new client, right? Well, you came to the right place. You have quite a reputation, he says to a child. We can use you. (laughs) As he adjusts his curlers and straightens his sleeping gown. (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, that's is that's what I was going. That's for. good. That's good. <laughs> Famous gangster actors, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Um. So my options are to say, "What kind of job did you have in mind?" Mm-hmm. Smooth move. Right. Play cool like that. The other option is to say, "Look, I'm not here to work for you. I'm a big boy. <laughs> that's not true. I'm not here to work for you. I want you to answer a few questions." Yeah, that's good. Did you do it? Did you? So that play hardball. That's the one I did. Do you yeah, slam your fist ball. on the table? I didn't slam my fist on the table. Can you see? 
A little preview of what happened okay. to me. Okay. <laughs> That's puzzling. Sure, Keen says. I'd answer all your questions, except I don't think... <laughs> Sorry. The answers <laughs> would do you any good. Okay. So he pumps the volume on the jukebox so high it hurts my ears. Oh. The door opens, revealing a thick-set man with huge hands and dull gray eyes. Oh, boy. He stands gaping at you for a moment and then starts walking slowly towards you. Not great. Not excellent. You race towards the door. He lunges at you, but you duck under his massive arms and oh, get out of there. whoa. Right out of the building, down the street at time speed, slowing only when you're sure no one's falling. you almost home when you hear a car screeching to a stop. <sighs> Turning... You get a glimpse of a mass figure before you feel a smashing blow on your head, then everything goes blank. That's exciting stuff. That's like something out of a a noir film or something. This is good. Pulse pounding. Pulse pounding. Now here comes a return of a character I know you're a fan of. (gasps) Sometime later, you come to. Your head is throbbing. One of your legs is in a cast, suspended in a sling. (laughs) A doctor is looking down at you, shaking his head. Wait, is this the same? (laughs) You're going to be out of action for a few weeks, he says, but you'll be okay. So you come to, your head's throbbing. Here's that doctor who doesn't doctor care about does the well-being not of kids. Care. Uh, thanks, you say. But I have a lot of work to do. Not on the Harlow Thromby murder case, he says, Uh-oh, weirdly. Okay. Apropos of nothing. I hear it's been solved by someone you may know. A girl named Jenny Mudge. Jenny they Mudge. say, sh- they says, oh my gosh, it says they says. It says they says? Yeah. I hear it's been solved by someone you may know, a girl named Jenny Mudge. They says she's the smartest detective around. The end. The last sentence. You got a big old fat typo in the last sentence. <laughs> they said she's I the saw- smartest detective. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got clocked in the head. Jenny solved the case again. <laughs> and at this out. point, I am 100% confident that that doctor yeah. that we met before... Yeah. Jenny Mudge on some short stilts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Doctor's mask over her face, doing a deep voice. You're totally right. And she in the other scene, she's probably the one who writes you the note that yeah. says that says yeah. stay away from the Harlow Thromby <laughs> case or, or you'll be in trouble it's because she wants to scare you off the case. Exactly. So she, or she Jenny wants to Mudge test your metal. Is a detective and a master of disguise. She's a Moriarty and a Sherlock. Oh man. Mudge. I wonder how many of these Mudge. Jenny solves it. <laughs> man, that was pretty exciting. So yeah, that man. was that was my read. I found that uh, quite delightful. I'm a little disappointed yeah, a that there's not um, a better ending that you can achieve after escaping from the Falcon's office. Yeah, in that cool. Just manner. a car pulls up and just smacks you. Just you guys smacks you. Yeah. So wait, I didn't get a new page on that. Just saying it was a new page. So he just, just smacked you in the head and left you there on the street? This is a good point. It's possible that John Keane and his cronies were working for Jenny Mudge. Oh, no. And they just put me off the case long enough for her to solve it. But John Keane never thought that he'd throw uh, that, that she'd throw him under the bus. Yeah. Did Jenny Mudge want <laughs> Harlow Thromby dead? I think we, got it. we need to ask what does Jenny Mudge want? We don't know, but it may, I yeah. could see her orchestrating the whole thing. I could see her planting the seeds because she's mm-hmm. she knows Helga, so she's at the house. Yep. And we know Helga's a bit talkative. She she's going to walk Helga around that mansion. Bah, 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 bah. She knows Helga from the Y. Yep. That's a pretty easy place to meet somebody. If you wanted to get friendly with somebody, yep. find out what classes they're taking at the Y. Get to, yeah. So she found out Helga was taking classes at the Y. She got friendly with her. Got mm-hmm. all the information, but why does she mm-hmm. want to kill Harlow Thromby? 
She's making her name as a detective. Oh, it's just a, and he's a big name. Yeah, and honestly, I think she'd be doing it even if it wasn't going to lead to a lucrative career. I think she's just doing it for for the mudge. Yeah, that's how she gets her mudge. For mudge's sake. Mudge for mudge's sake. Wow. I think we cracked something open here. I hope that there's something we can find. There's a real mystery in here. Jenny Mudge is at the center of it because what we're reading doesn't make sense. You're right. The only person (laughs) who seems to know what's going on is Jenny Mudge. Yeah. Okay, so we might have a puppet master situation, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> we might have a puppet master situation. Alert! Alert! <laughs> That's just another scary sound. Yeah, it was kind of puppet master, like a puppet would laugh like that. Yeah, like yeah, an evil puppet, right? Uh, yeah. All right. How about before we dive into mine and see if that sure. illuminates anything more about the mudge? Hmm. We take a quick quiz. You feel like taking I a quick quiz, man? Ta- I would love to take a quick quiz. Oh, dang it! It's a game that we are about to play. It's choose your own adventure or dot 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 Halloween edition. Maybe Halloween edition. It is a Halloween edition. Here, hey, I knew it. I'll prove it. (laughs) Halloween edition. Um, That sounds spooky. Today, are you just randomly picking those sounds because they're all bad? (laughs) No, I very specifically picked these seven sounds. I think you've uh, heard them all now, and they're all very good Halloween sounds. They're the best right, Halloween sounds no, I could find. They're great. <laughs> See? It's a spinning ghost. All right. Spinning? That's what it sounds like. Are you ready okay. for this, Matt? Yeah, I'm ready this for this. Choose Your Own Adventure or is Choose Your Own Adventure or mm-hmm. Disney Channel original Halloween-themed <laughs> movie. All right. I know all of these. You so do? It's, and okay. I'm good to go. Haunted Halloween Party. Disney Channel. I'm sorry, that's a choose your own adventure. Come which on. I wish we were reading. Right Why now. aren't we reading that? That's some whack non original run. Fright Night. Fright Night? Fright Night. Mm. Disney Channel movie. I'm sorry, that's an Edward Packard original. Really? There's already did that come out before the movie Fright Night? I wonder. Nineteen ninety five? No. So that's a no. <laughs> so I'm very curious. Is it spelled like F R I T E? Wait, is the actual movie it doesn't matter. It's spelled the way you would think. It's night with an N, not with a K. It's just Fright Night. Okay. So I'm not quite sure if he uh here we could do a quick Google. Let's see yeah, if, uh, let's do a Google. He jumped on that uh you got that song ready? I always have that song ready. That's awesome. <laughs> Is it a good Google or a sad Google? Hey, we just hope it's not a bad Google. Google. I like that because it's like a, a, it's a it's a time clock for how long we have to to search. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like a oh, game show. Oh, Fright Night. Spelled regular. Spelled regular. It doesn't look like it's a roller coaster thing. No, it's not a roller coaster. That's the picture on the front looks like it's a it's like a roller coaster. Oh, the coaster. book? Yeah, the book. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a theme park. That's weird. To to go up against a copyright to write a book about a roller coaster? You can't just name the roller coaster or something else? He's a bold man, he makes bold moves. That's true. Are you ready for the next one? So no, far yeah. you're zero for zero. I can't remember. Just the way I like it. Hours. Now you see it. <laughs> Now you see it. That's got to be a Disney Channel jam. <laughs> now you see it. Not to be confused with Now You See Me. Now right. You See It 
is a Disney Channel original movie from 2005. <laughs> Allison Miller knows that when she discovers the magician Danny Sinclair, he has what it takes to win the Mystic Max magic competition and become a star. Except, is she that, an agent or just like a kid? She's a kid. Except that, okay. <laughs> except that Danny's majorly lacking the confidence it takes to win. On a mission to discover his confidence and the secrets hidden in the founding magician's <laughs> mansion, now you see it swiftly turns into the best G-rated psychological magical thriller ever. <clears throat> I don't wow. believe that based on <laughs> Even with all those qualifications, I don't buy that that's true. <laughs> that's, as, that's the most varied kind of bunch of qualifications you can have. Okay, I'm ready. Sorry. Vampire Invaders. That is a choose-your-own-adventure. That is a choose-your-own-adventure. What do you think that is? Like aliens that are I assume vampires? they're vampires that are aliens. Well, I had it the other way around. <laughs> vampires that are aliens. Yeah. So they're from another planet, but they're basically vampires. No, all vampires that have ever existed on Earth have always been aliens. Got you. I like that. That's a good backstory. And then they're, mm. now they're finally ready to come and take over because the population is big enough. There's plenty of blood for everybody. Exactly. But there are some vampires on Earth who are like, no, I like humans now. But not to eat. I mean, I just like hanging out. With them. Oh, and then so you I get fight. So, so the first one yeah. is Vampire Invaders. The second one is Vampire Invaders Two, Rebellion, because just people yeah. just fighting against. And then the last one is Vampire Invaders Three, given into the bloodlust, and where the good guy vampires are like, well, yeah, yeah. But then they feel bad about it. So Vampire Invaders Four is, um, yeah. Vampire Invaders Four, a tribute to those who fell, <laughs> a tribute to those who fell. <laughs> And then Vampire Invaders 5. Oh, but I'm hungry. <laughs> and then, of course, the 2008 reboot Vampire Invaders, which was about aliens who are vampiric. So yeah. totally different. It's, a, so, it's a different. doesn't trample on copyright. That's right. Phantom of the Megaplex. Choose your own Disney Channel movie. You got <laughs> Disney it. Disney Channel movie. <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex. Something's fishy at the local Cinemax. Cinemax, aka yeah. someone in a creepy black cape is wreaking havoc. AKA, over. yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> black cape. We'll just say is it out wreaking... Also known as. <laughs> also known as someone in a creepy black cape is wreaking havoc around the theater. It's either the rumored phantom, the ghost of the person who was trapped inside the old movie theater when it was demolished and who's now haunting Definitely. the new theater, or one of the Meg- Megaplex's employees pretending to be him. That seems unlikely. Well, that seems a little bit more likely than the first one. It's a stretch. <laughs> Spooky Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's a Disney Channel jam. No, I'm sorry. That's a, that's really? a Choose Your Adventure <laughs> book called Spooky Thanksgiving. We need to like, track all these holiday ones down and do them as one-offs so we can enjoy that. Do them for the holiday, maybe. Yeah. I, like, I do like that. Mom's got a date with a vampire. A Disney Channel. That, is a, that was a pretty easy one, but it's just that a, sounds a good, good title. It would be like a, a good G-rated version of uh, Lost Boys. It'd be a great Choose Your Own Adventure because you could like help her on the date. Yeah. Help her get ready. I mean, just a Choose Your Own Adventure where you help your mom go on a date is pretty it's intense. Pretty great, right? got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Mom's big date. <laughs> like you're trying to be like helpful and supportive, but like there's a lot of stuff going on underneath that you're going to have to deal with. There's a lot of feelings you're dealing with. Yeah. And there's a lot of lines you might have to cross. When you're grounded on the night, you've got tickets to the Headless Horseman concert or a Halloween yeah. date with your super cute BF. Mm. You'd be willing to do just about anything to get your mom out of the house so that you could go out and have some Halloween fun, right? Even if that means setting her up on a date with a vampire. But when Adam and Chelsea Hansen accidentally do just that, the result is Halloween, Disney Channel, 
gold. <laughs> Why do you have to get your mom out of the house so you can leave the house? Uh, horror house. Choose your own adventure. That's a choose your own adventure. Yes. Tower of Terror. Choose your own adventure. No, that's a Disney Channel. Disney original. Disney right. Disney Channel original. <laughs> Horror movie based on the Tower of Terror ride at Disney World. Dang it. Is about down on his luck journalist named Buzzy Crocker, Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> who just lost his job and now writes for a supermarket tabloid. He travels with his niece named Anna, Kirsten Dunst, to the Hollywood Tower Hotel that's believed to be haunted by five guests who disappeared, disappeared in 1939. He's determined to get a story out of the mist, but soon finds that the hotel is is really haunted, and him and his niece is really haunted. <laughs> have to figure out how to break the curse before they face the same fate as those who haunt the hotel. And to be fair, is is in all capital. Is, all, is in all caps. Okay. I, I is see. really haunted. <laughs> hey, did you read the new uh, article from Buzzy Crocker? <laughs> it's really hard hitting. <laughs> Apparently those ghosts weren't real either at that place. Did um, he crank, Did he write the article about it at I'm the assuming end, he know? busts ghosts. He's like he becomes a ghost busting journalist. Yeah, that could be a TV show. I think he'd still be up for it. No, like ghost rumor busting. He's a ghost rumor yeah. buster. Yeah, yeah. Buzzy Crocker calling ghost rumor buster. All right, I forgot to start the lightning round. So lightning round is going to be one question. Okay, I'll try to answer as quick as I can. The green slime. Disney Channel. I'm sorry. It's a choose your own adventure. It's called The Green Slime. <laughs> Do you know what it's about? <laughs> no, but it's written by Susan Saunders, the same person who wrote Haunted Halloween Party. And now we got to read both of them. I think for holiday ones, what we should do is, like for that one, mm-hmm. we should each take one and read it front to back like a regular book. Yeah. And then, you know, pick our favorite pages to share with people, but essentially try to tell the story having only read it once front to back. That sounds really good. I'll give that a... Out of five. <clears throat> That's awful. Are you ready to hear my adventure? I'd love to hear your adventure. All right. Then I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the longest podcast ever. Uh, so I go to the party. It's the, it's the same thing as always. He tells me he's scared of uh, of his wife. I'm like, okay, dude, can I go home? But I stay. I decide to play a little pool with Harlow and Robert. I yeah. meet the whole... Not to, not to diverge again, mm-hmm. but does this ever feel to you like you're a ghost in a mansion and you keep repeating <laughs> the same party same over and over? Like you just... Except people keep talking to me and I feel like you'd, people wouldn't talk to a ghost so much. Right. But they're all ghosts. Everybody's ghosts and they can't leave until oh, you solve the crime. I'm the only one who knows that we're in a loop. It does feel kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. So I play some pool, uh, I meet some more people, I get invited to stay for dinner. I decide to stay for dinner because, again, mm-hmm. there are pieces that have to be picked up here and I'm the only one doing the dirty work, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, some uh, Jane asks, does anyone know where Angela is? And nobody responds. <laughs> Still one of my favorite <laughs> moments. We have some dinner, we have some brandy, and then we hear the blood-curdling scream. Of Harlow right. Thrombey. <laughs> of millionaire plastics magnate Harlow Thrombey, who has poisoned himself and is now screaming somehow. I poisoned myself. Like, if you asked me to drink some brandy and then scream, I don't think I'd have it in me. I'd be like... <clears throat> Murder most foul has occurred. Mm-hmm. I have the choice to uh, talk to the witnesses one at a time. 
or talk to them as a group because I'm trying to get some info before the police get here. Yeah. I choose to do witnesses one at a time again. I don't think we've done the other nice. one yet, but there's a lot of people to talk to. And yeah, we haven't. You're not doing it, so someone's got to do it. Nope, sure I'm not. So <laughs> I have not a to diverge, not to diverge, but with the Gutenberg talk, yeah, and the re- ghost repeating things over and over again. Talk. I just want to remind everybody that it is the time of year to watch the movie High Spirit, starring Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm where Peter O'Toole is running a hotel full of ghosts and he goes there and has to solve a crime committed in the past and ghosts are repeating the crime and he falls in love with the ghost. Okay. Okay. That's if all. we're going to stop here and you're going to say yeah. something like that, if you're going to rec- if you were to recommend one movie for the Halloween season, would it be that movie? No. Oh, okay. What movie would it be? Star Wars the Last Jedi. I like that one. That's so good. I would do maybe <laughs> one of like the maybe one of the Iron Mans. I like Iron Man a lot. Yeah, Iron Man's fun. Yeah. The bike you should definitely watch that. It's so good. Top Rex. <laughs> Our top Rex for Halloween are Star Wars The Last Jedi, and which is one of them Iron Man movies. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I I can choose to interview one of the people before, before the police get here. Chartwell, Robert, yeah. Angela, Jane, or the pantry. I decide to interview the pantry. <laughs> After asking the others to wait in the library, you start toward the pantry. Hearing someone following, you turn and find yourself face-to-face with Chartwell. No kidding. What? Let's look for clues, he says eagerly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Help me put on my detective's hat. So he definitely... He puts his arms straight up in there. He definitely fancies himself a detective and didn't yeah. think much of his uncle, I guess. And isn't doesn't need much recovery time from that. He's just like, yeah, no, he's good. He's a pumped. mystery. <laughs> my book smells weird. Okay. <laughs> I saw he's sniffing it. Well, <laughs> well, it's wet in the corner. So I was like, well, let me smell it to see what kind of wet it is what kind of wet it just has yeah. some kind of horrible book smell like an old moldy book smell okay so uh he wants to help me look for clues i'm about sure. to ask him to return to the library <laughs> when, I'm, <laughs> when i'm interrupted by loud voices from the front hall professor proofrock has arrived which takes us to the the usual page Inspector 34 proofrock. No, no professor proofrock did i say professor <laughs> i think so okay. Um, so this is the usual page 34 where him and his police come in and start mucking all around. Uh, oh, I have another word joke from several sentences. Oh, yeah, ago. bring it, bring it. Um, Inspector Proofrock's brother mm-hmm. is a professor. And his name is Professor Inspectrock. He's a geologist. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thanks. <laughs> Out of 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so... It's all a mess at this mansion, so I can either inspect the greenhouse or go to the hospital to talk to Jenkins. I hadn't done that before. Yeah. You go and you see Jenkins, the, um, what is he, the groundskeeper? Gardener? That's Gardner. right. Okay. He's Helga's brother. Um, he knows he's all, the groundskeeper. He knows all about the death. Um, I ask him if he's got any tips. He, like everybody else, he does not like Robert Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. That takes me to page 36. The next morning, I wake up. Uh, Jenny calls. She says, I think we should have a talk about the Harlow Thromby case. Mm-hmm. So the options are tell her, I think I need to go to Thromby's house, meet her mm-hmm. at her house, or just sit mm. for a few minutes to think. Um, right. <laughs> I choose the first one, which I say, I'm sorry, Jenny. I need to go investigate at the house. I have important yeah. work to do. Yeah. This takes me to a new page with a picture of, which you've seen before. Oh, very, okay. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Mudge and I peeking into somebody's car. Yep. 
Um, or she's kind of actually just smiling at me while I peek into a car, which definitely feeds into the puppet master kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, she already she already knows what's in that car. She put it there. She watched somebody. She made somebody put it there. She knows what's up. Yeah. So what happens is I arrive early in the morning. All the cars are all everybody's cars are there. Yeah. Um, but I hear a noise behind Chartwell's car. A face appears over the hood. It's Jenny Mudge. She says, I beat you here. And look what I found inside this car. <laughs> convenient. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the uh, the shears, the garden shears that were used to open that that uh, door back To wedge open the, uh, the, the greenhouse to get the poison to put in the brandy. Yeah. She says, uh, the man with a beard put them there. And I say, what man with a beard? Not the best. She's like detective. Chartwell, dude. Who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> the only one with the beard, Doctor Robert Lipscomb. Um, then Helga calls us in, and Jenny's all like, "We'll be in in a minute." Dang, Jenny. Okay, that takes me to page forty-four. Helga shows us into the library and says, "Everybody else is here." So I've had this page before. This is that second day, second morning, showing up at the uh, mansion, and I have a chance to talk to everybody. Uh, I've talked to Chartwell. I chose the one where I just walk around. This time I chose to talk to Helga just to see what's going on with her because maybe she's yeah. got some scuttlebutt about Jenny. Some kind of scoop. Yeah. Ask Helga to sit, to sit with me in the dining room. She's freaked out. Uh, yeah. I ask her a few questions. I ask her about the timeline, basically. She says, I left immediately for the hospital. And she said, right. I got there at 830. I thank Helga and then immediately go and call and verify all of her alibis. <laughs> That's just good. That's good um, police work. That's yeah. just... Pound on the pavement. So we don't really get anything new there, but it does definitely cross Helga off the suspects list, which is just so exciting to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it crosses out a page, buddy. It sure does. And it takes Come us on. to page 79 because out the window I see Jane walking up with her uh, lawyer, Gilliam Prem. The Gilliam. And I think we've had this one before. Where you, yes. where you meet Mr. Prem. He says, I'm Ooh, Mr. Prem, that? he says, which is a intense thing to say. I'm yeah. Mr. Yule. How should I inter- Why would you introduce yourself like that? <laughs> Maybe if your first name's Gilliam and you're feeling a little weird about it. Yeah, you're embarrassed about your first name. It's a beautiful Because every time people you say should. it, people say, Gilliam? And you're like, yeah, obviously you heard what I said. Why are you just saying it again? <laughs> or maybe you're just introducing yeah. yourself to a child and you're an adult. Yeah, and you would prefer not to be <laughs> referred to Mr. by your Prem. first name by a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he's saying is, I'm Mr. Prem. And he hands you a What's lollipop. What's your and you're name? You're like, I'm a real detective. <laughs> he hands you a lollipop and you look through it like a magnifying glass and everybody thinks you're so <laughs> cute. <Yeah. laughs> um, so, yeah, this is Mrs. Thromby's lawyer, which is suspicious. Mm-hmm. And I grill him about who will inherit all of Harlow Thromby's money, and he gives me nothing. He's too smooth. He's too smooth a sailor. He's one smooth sailor. So I grill him a little bit. He turns. His I would say you ask him. I, I think saying grill is. Nah, it's good. I give him this the, kid I give a little. Him the tough. I give him the tough it. one too. You give him a tough one. You just ask him. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> so then he leaves because he doesn't want to talk to me. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. To you. And I go into the thrumpy house. Uh, page seventy-four. Mm-hmm. Um, was that right? Yes. If you like me, you turn to page 73. <laughs> um, I can only talk a few minutes, Chartwell says. I guess I wanted to go and... Oh, yeah, I wanted to go and talk to Chartwell. Um, I only have a few questions, you reply. Boom. Zing, zing, zing. So you grill him about the arsenic. You grill him about who was where. Um, and I say that I think... Oh, and then he says that he thinks Robert is the one who grabbed the arsenic. But then he has right. to go. 
And that takes us wishing on down the street to page 85. Because suddenly... Proofrock runs in. I solved the murder, he shouts like a child. Like extra goof? Yep. Um, and he hasn't solved anything, so he's just no, a joke. No, he has not. And then he runs back out chasing Charbel because he thinks that's who, who did it. Um, that takes us to page 89. And I was really upset <laughs> to get here. Do you remember what page 89 is? Uh, I think it's a boy with a talent. It's a boy with a talent. That it's like, how do I keep? I've gotten it every single time. <laughs> I don't want to keep ending up here. Maybe not every time. But it's it's very upsetting. I return home. Yeah, because I have some work to do before lunch. I don't know what work I have to do. Maybe account billing. I'm I'm doing my billing hours for all this detective work or something. Multiplication. <laughs> Division maybe. Geography maybe. Geography, memorizing some capitals. Might be doing some social studies. I'll be back after finish my social studies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then somebody puts a gun in my back. My choices are rip off the blindfold or sit quietly. I rip off that blindfold. Do we do the? Do we do the other option at some point? Yeah, and um, that you did it right. Yeah, that was the one where um, Jenny busts Robert. And I see it like, right. yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't I know just about wait. the pictures in those, so they're really amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. Wonder if Proofrock and Robert Lipscomb struggling. Oh, yeah, that's a very good one. The hands are, they're holding their hands above their heads, <laughs> pressed up against each other against the bookshelf. <laughs> it's a lot of sexual attention. Did I not point that out? No. Oh, I think I was just thinking it so loudly. You I thought I said yourself. it out loud. <laughs> you assumed it was in the subtext. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> you could hear my heavy breathing, right? Yes, but not everybody can always hear your That's why I got the nice microphone for. I want people nice to pick that up. So I try to pull off the blind hold, but I get, <laughs> I get punched in the head by a gun yeah. or something. Yep. And I wake up in the hospital, and I find that now the doctor says, Oh, I guess you'll be okay. Here's a note. The doctor. Dr. Mudge. Jenny Mudge in disguise, as we Mm -hmm. decided. It says, drop this case, or next time you'll end up in the cemetery. Man, she's laying it on heavy. Yeah, she's not It's got to be Jenny Mudge. There's nobody else it would even be. Yeah, no way. Who say in the cemetery? Yeah, that's a Jenny Mudge kind of thing. In the dirt, sleeping Um, with the fishes. Sleeping with the worms. Yeah. So I decided it might be a good idea to check. in a tree. The choice is investigate Angela or try to check in with Jenny Mudge. And so that took me to 95, which is the page where if you ask Jenny to watch Robert, turn to this Oh, page. right. Okay. But wow. I didn't ask her to watch anybody, and I don't know how I got there, because I was really purposely oh. trying to get back to that. Yeah. And I'm going to have to figure out how I got there, because that's... Oh, we got to cross off option to talk to Jenny at some point. Yeah, we got to cro- cross off so many people from both oh, of those. And, we have, and the only way to get the <laughs> second one is to get the first one. So I got to this page and I couldn't choose any of the ones that I hadn't done. I had to choose one I had already done, which yeah. is if you didn't ask her to watch anyone, turn to page 96. So Uh-oh. I had to make that choice where I call Jenny. Jenny's father answers the phone. She's out. He says, <laughs> I don't expect her till late this afternoon. I don't see her much. She hasn't given me anything I have to do today. <laughs> she owns me. Wow. Um, turn to page 101. <laughs> so now I'm back at the 101 hub. Yep, yep, yep. Which is just like where I live. Yeah. This is the page with like 14 options. So what should you do next? So uh, if you decide to talk to, I can talk to anybody. So I start by talking to Gilliam Prem because I wasn't done talk to you, talking to you, Mr. Prem. 
Excuse yeah, me, Mr. Prim. Yeah, we have Prim. a nice reporter. We got a little tete-a-tete. <laughs> what page is that? 117, where I get a lovely illustration of Gilliam Prim. Yeah, I love this picture of Gilliam Prim. He did not look like he's doing okay. He looks like an angry... Yeah, what, is that his desk? What is that? <laughs> Are those three windows? It's got to be his piano because he looks just like Beethoven. <laughs> It's just like a Beethoven on the phone, screaming on the phone. He's pounding the yeah. desk with his fist so hard that his little pen is flying out of its inkwell. <laughs> it paints quite a picture of this image. Yeah. And people are like, Mr. Beethoven, you don't have to scream on the phone. You just can't hear. Yeah. Very well, I'll talk to you, Gilliam Brem, Prem snaps at you over the phone. Isn't it possible Jane Thromby poured poison into the brandy bottle, Mr. Prem? Prem rattles <laughs> off his answer like a computer printout. She's... <laughs> <laughs> She was playing for, uh, for our younger than forty or thirty-five <laughs> listeners. Uh, computers used to um, the pr- the paper that would come out of it. Mm-hmm. All the pages were attached to each other, right? And on either side of the paper were uh, the these long perforated yeah. strips. Mm-hmm. So the paper would accordion out and it would be pulled physically through the printer by uh, little kind of roundy gear things with pegs that would pull those roundy strips through to pull the paper out. So you'd end up with the pile of paper and you'd have to pull off the perforated strips. And it did make sort of a rattling sound. Yeah, okay, thank you. That was very helpful. Yeah, it, I'm painting a picture. I, even I learned something. What um, do you mean? <laughs> he says, she was playing the piano when the murderer poured arsenic into Thromby's bottle of brandy. Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. It was Angela who left the room. Angela can't play Beethoven. She's just a beginner. That's quite a solid lawyer logic, right? Gillian Prem's like, I had a music teacher listen to her play piano. <laughs> and they agreed. She's basically a beginner. I love that that's an expert witness that this law firm hires all the time. Is this music teacher? <laughs> 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 just to judge different levels of what you can play yeah. at what knowledge level in a town where like the meanest criminal runs a jukebox rental place like it's it's, a very, there's a lot of music and crime in this it's city it's a very musical town <laughs> um maybe it was maybe uh music was outlawed in this town for a little while so there was Whoa. like like footloose speakeasies for music no you could Whoa. dance you just couldn't listen to music so there's a lot of dancing yeah, it's still. D- it's all, not exactly like Footloose, but similar to Footloose. Because you can still dance like crazy. People would dance. There's still dance clubs. There's just <laughs> no music. You go there, get a drink. You get just... the, You go to yelling parties where one person would just yell at you <laughs> while you dance. So you just dance to that yell. Yeah. They play audio Go down that yell down. Yeah. It's just like, like throw an audio book on. You got DJs just like mixing up different chapters from audio books. And you're just like <laughs> yeah. jamming out, doing your best dance moves to it. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, and at the bottom of the page it says, you need more information than this. Turn back to 101, <laughs> which is <laughs> way more contextual than I'm used to. Um, wow. So, yeah, back to 101 again. So, again, just in book janitor mode, cleaning this thing up. Yeah. This time I decide to turn to page 115 to talk to Jenny. So, I hope you're kind of keeping track of all of these because I've done nope. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've done eight of these options. Yeah, no, I'm I'm assuming we're going from the top to the bottom. And I'm, I'm not absolutely not doing that. Yeah. Okay, so I go to talk to Jenny at page 115. You find Jenny sitting on her porch. I'm, I'm glad you stopped by, she says. I believe I've solved the case. Let's have it, you say. <laughs> I was really lucky. I happened to be watching when Robert Lipscomb put a pair of garden shears and charged Will's car. I know, we talked about hey. that. Hey. After Robert left, I borrowed the shears just long enough to see if the pointed blades... Borrowed. Yeah, which explains why her fingerprints would be on it very conveniently. Yeah, pretty convenient. 
since she is the one who actually did all of this. I borrowed the shears just long enough to see if the pointed blades matched the holes in the wood, and they did. Uh oh. Which means Robert took the arsenic. But he couldn't have poured it into Harlow Thrombey's brandy, you say? True, Jenny says. Robert <laughs> He's <did>. a doctor. <laughs> Robert didn't pour the poison in the brandy. He gave it to Angela, and she oh. poured it. Angela and not Jane? <laughs> if he had given it to like Jane... maybe play it cool, dude. <laughs> if he had given it to Jane, he wouldn't have claimed that Harlow Thrombey accused Jane. Therefore, Robert right. must have given it to Angela. Exactly my conclusion, you reply. Oh, boy. Come on, dude. <laughs> Which 100% is not true based on all of the questions he's asked on the first half of this page. That's a really nice try. I think she is just trying to get... I think she is just trying to keep him from, like, getting any better at being a detective or, like, getting any further. Maybe it's, so. I think she's feeling him out to see if she has competition or not, and she needs to be worried about this guy as she if she's continues a threat. to commit terrible crimes yeah, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. town. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. She's trying to feel out if he's a threat, and I think this scene... She figures him out. Exactly my conclusion, he reply. He tried to protect himself by framing Chartwell and Jane, and that was how he proved himself guilty. Right, Jenny says. Hmm. You're a pretty good detective, you tell her. Oh, boy. You're no slouch, says she. Let's be partners. Ah. The end. (gasps) Whoa. Okay, that's a cool ending. Right? She's got this town locked. She's got it unlocked. I think I think this it. boy is just a little just just enough of a threat. Like he's just he just has a habit of stumbling into things he shouldn't stumble into. That yep. she'll be better off just having him. But he's not smart enough to figure out what she's up to if he's no. with her all the time. So she's But just the gonna... next time some local millionaire needs help, they'll call this boy for some reason. Yep. Uh-huh. And she'll because instantly get on a case mm-hmm. instead of having to Buggy's his phone. That's right. It'll be kind of like that. What was that great Pierce Brosnan show? Remington Steel. Remington Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. was hard work for me. For <laughs> that was a lot of work. That sentence. Your head. Your mouth was, like, was going like crazy to do that. How can there be this many syllables in one person's first name? <laughs> I was very excited about that ending because that's good. Um, yeah, because Jenny and you. The ending holds so much promise. You solve uh-huh. the case, but you and Jenny become partners, and that's just like yeah. That's that's where I want to start reading the books. Is the story of these two, yes. which is really, which actually probably wouldn't be that much fun because it would just be the story of Jenny solving <laughs> crimes and you hanging out. They'd be called Mudge and You: colon, Detectives <laughs> at Work, <laughs> Detectives at Large, Detectives at Small because they're kids. <laughs> That's right. That's the whole title. Nailed Mudge it. and You: Detectives at Small because they're kids. Because they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm double excited well, nice, about man. that ending because I feel like it does confirm our new yeah. theory that Jenny yes. Mudge is controlling everything. Yeah. So subplot from here, sub uh, uh, subplot from here on out is we got to figure out, we got to disprove that Jenny Mudge is the mastermind. Yeah. Is there a storyline in this book that disproves her involvement from the tippity top as the person controlling everything? I, I think so far, absolutely not. Not, not even kind of. that at all. I think it's not a whiff of anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we shall see. But this is very exciting because I like I I I would expect nothing less of of Jenny Mudge. So who got the better ending? You did straight up. I got chased by a man who drove his car to my house and then hit me in the head. <laughs> then I went to the hospital. <laughs> So only to find out that Jenny Mudge solved the crime. I love that guy was like, oh my, the guy's like, all right, time for me to hit this kid in the head with this stick. And then he ran away and he's like, oh, I got to hit that kid with this stick. 
And he drove he goes all the way back, across like, town just to hit you in the stick. Sorry, the boss. The kid got away before I could hit him in the head with the stick. <laughs> As boss was like, hey, man, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Relax. Here's his address. Just go drive over there. Wait for him to get there. He's a kid. He's running. What should I do when he gets there? Hit him in his head with a stick. With this stick? It doesn't, you know, honestly, you're humongous. Big any stick. <laughs> okay. Don't kill him. He's a kid. <laughs> Got my seatbelt, please. <laughs> yes, you may. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely relationship they have. Yeah, it's sweet. So I think the question is, what is Jenny Mudge's <laughs> ultimate goal? Like, is she just uh, after power or is she just want respect fame she wants to do what she's doing right which is commit crimes as a master criminal so she's going to i mean she just wants to manipulate people that's what she enjoys doing but she knows that she needs to have a lucrative career be making some money if she wants to be able to do that forever yeah so she has to get a good reputation with uh, the law in her town yeah and then use that to get ahead eventually and on the cover she's the one closest to the dead body also to the paint roller what is that? Is that some kind of fingerprint device? I don't know. It's a paint roller. It's probably a fingerprint. It's fingerprint. Thing. You know what it is? It's fingerprint ink. That's for taking fingerprints. But why would you you roll it across your whole hand with a big roller? You you put it in the ink and then you roll it on the finger and then you put the finger on the piece of paper to get the person's fingerprint. Okay. It's not for finding <laughs> fingerprints. It's for taking fingerprints. I love the image of this kid walking into a scene of a crime, looking around, stroking his knot beard, uncorking his <laughs> bottle of fingerprint ink, and just like splashing it everywhere. Just like splashing ink all over the room. <laughs> then like wiping out fingerprints left and right. <laughs> I haven't found any fingerprints. The cops are like, what are you doing? He's like, if anybody touches that, I'll get their fingerprints. <laughs> And it'll be all over them. I left pieces of paper all over the room. So if they touch anything and then touch a piece of paper, we'll have their fingerprint. Also, I lost my tape recorder in here somewhere. If you find that, can you get that back? It's got my favorite Beatles recording. And it's not. It's some little kid's band, but he's like, the Beatles. Definitely the Beatles. Yeah, I love Beatles. You guys know the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, another fun week. That's a podcast. Death Rum. Um, thanks for coming on this spooktacular journey with us. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. I hope everybody's doing something fun on a Wednesday tomorrow because uh, it's Halloween. Do check out um, the SoundCloud. Hopefully those <laughs> songs will go up on SoundCloud because they sound amazing. The at- yeah, Halloween atmosphere party. music uh, sounds really good. Um Check it out. Our but if not, they'll be on YouTube, yeah. and you, we'll, we'll we'll put up links yeah. on the site and on the Twitter. I'll tweet everybody on Halloween to let you know. Yeah, we're Finish It Pod on YouTube and on SoundCloud, and all the music and stuff we do is on there, and it's a bang in playlist. Um, and then until <laughs> next week, take care to keep your business drier than yourself. Oh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>